This podcast and the information shared within it is not and should not be considered as financial advice. Anyone featured within the podcast are not registered investment advisors unless otherwise stated. Any opinions discussed are solely of the individual discussing them. This content is for information and entertainment purposes only. Please work directly with an investment professional. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of One Brick at a Time, the official My Bricks podcast. I am Harrison Mudge, and today I'm joined again by Sam Wilcox, COO of My Bricks. Sam, how the devil are you doing today? I'm good, man. Yeah, great energy from you, as always. Uh, I'm good. I'm a little bit tired. I'm looking after Adam Callow's dog today. Um, He dropped Arlo off last night. I couldn't, I couldn't leave him downstairs. So he kept nudging me in the middle of the night. This dog owner's all over the place saying, you should never have the dog in the bedroom. But, you know, he was new well, to the house. I thought, you know, I'll let him, I'll let him, you know, get used to the environment and then he'll stay downstairs in the kitchen tonight. But yeah, he did wake well, me up a few times. To, uh, to, to contradict that opinion, I personally am a firm believer that if you can have a dog, it should be everywhere all the time. So my dog would sleep in the bed with me. So, you know. People can, battle, people can battle that out in the comments all they want. Um, does your dog sleep <laughs> yeah, in the bed yeah. or does it sleep downstairs, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's super the, the important, guys. Let, let us know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, mate, um, so I feel like we've got potentially a meaty show today. I know you've kind of come to the table yeah. with a presentation. Um, so for anyone that's listening uh, to this episode over on their podcast player of choice, uh, please head over to YouTube because you'll be able to see what we're talking about today. But Sam, why don't you tell the fine viewers and listeners what we're going to be covering today? Yeah, so we did an AMA earlier this week where we spoke about our model for phase two of my bricks and the use of making use of NFTs within that model as well. Yep. Well, um, I got told to hold back on the AMA because we could probably would have been there a lot longer if I would have delved into the details. So I wanted to take the opportunity on the podcast today to go into the details and um, explain a little bit more about what NFTs are. Cause I know a lot of people just don't even know what an NFT is, right? So um, we wanted to first off cover off the basics of NFTs and, and what they are. And I'll share a couple of examples as well. And then we'll talk about MyBricks NFTs and how we're using NFTs to um, create value in phase two of the platform build. So um, yeah, I wanted to go through that. I've put together some slides. Anybody that's listening, you, you should be able to follow along anyway if you listen intently. Um, but if you do want to see the time, if you do want to see the, the the slides, feel free to check out the YouTube video because everything will be on there. We're going to do some screen sharing stuff and uh, go through the details, right? Lovely, jubbly. Um, now, my my assumption here, mate, is that these NFTs are not uh, digitized pictures of the team that are uniquely uh, non-fungible. <laughs> yeah, you'd be correct. You'd be correct. I think we'd struggle to to um, sell that proper that value proposition. Whoa, but whoa, yeah, whoa, um... whoa. Let's not let's not sell ourselves <laughs> short. <laughs> People subscribe to the video for a reason, mate. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so should I share my screen then? And we'll, we'll yeah. go through that. Uh, yeah, fire it up, mate. And we will, uh, we will have a look. So let's just start, like I said, with the basics, guys. What is an NFT? Okay. So what does NFT stand for? It stands for non-fungible token. 
Um, so then obviously the question comes around, which is, well, what's non-fungible? What does fungible even mean? What's, what's non-fungible? What is fungible? Um, so let me, let me try and explain it in the most basic way. So if something is fungible, like Bitcoin is a good example, right? So one Bitcoin can be traded for another Bitcoin and you have the same thing, right? You know, nobody's going to come along and say, well, hold on, what bit, which Bitcoin have you got, right? Nobody mm -hmm. cares. It's just a value, um, it's a value asset that can be swapped one for another, like a 10 pound note, right? Or a 20 pound note. You can swap a 20 pound note for another 20 pound note. You know, the value is the same, right? So that is a fungible asset. So a non-fungible asset would be a good example in the real, you know, the real world would be an original Picasso painting. Now, if Harry, if you had, because I know your artistic and creativity skills are second to none. <laughs> and if you managed to recreate a Picasso piece down to the very finest brush stroke, stroke exactly the same as the original, it's still not the original Picasso piece, right? So I can't, the, the value isn't the same. Although your work may be an amazing replica, it's not the same thing as the original Picasso. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm asking, I'm asking you, H, you can be the, you can be the audience particip participant in this. <laughs> I will be the conduit for the audience. Uh, I know you get this already, but let's just play, let's just play along and just act like you don't, right? So, um, well, so yeah, I, guess, so I guess like to, to the to the Picasso example, right? It's like whilst it might look the same, it used different brushes, different paint. Everything is technically different. Whilst it it's physically identical, it's not um, the very material of it is different, right? That's is is that what? Well, that's saying? one piece, but also you want the original, right? Like you want this the one that is the Picasso. You don't want the replica. There's there's perceived value in the Picasso piece, right? Picasso because... sounds a lot better than Mudge on a uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short, mate. There's still a there's still a few future few in the fine art game, I'm sure. <laughs> so um so yeah, so that's the difference really, just to recap. So you you know one Bitcoin can be swapped for another um, but you know, in a in a in a, in a real world example, a non fungible asset would be like a Picasso painting. That even if you had an exact replica, the value wouldn't be the same, right? You, you want the original. You want ownership of that original piece. Having ownership of that original piece is where the value comes from. You know, that's what people want. So that's what NFT means. So let's talk about digital art, which is where this is most commonly been used so far. Okay. So if you can see, if you're, if you're listening, you can't see this, but I've just put a picture on the screen here, which is a piece of digital art, which is by a digital artist named Beeple. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Beeple has been creating digital art for years. Um, and he was, you know, one of the biggest digital artists that launched some of his pieces as NFTs. So what does this really mean? Because, you know, it's easy to kind of say, well, in the real world example, the Picasso is like this painting, right? It's, there's, there's only one of them, obviously, you know, you want that, you want that one, you want to hold it in your hands because you want ownership of that. Um, with this Beeple piece, the problem with this that everybody, you know, rightly so points out is that I can right click on that image there on a computer and I can download it as a yeah. JPEG, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be replicated very easily. 
But just because I download that image as a JPEG and I put it on my computer and I maybe put it on my desktop, um, there's no ownership of that, right? You know, I, I technically have it, but what NFTs allow you to do is it allows you to provide ownership. It allows you to give ownership of the piece. Mm -hmm. So the NFT contract um, that lives attached to the, the image on the blockchain, whoever owns that contract, that NFT, technically owns the rights. Uh, I shouldn't say rights because the rights will depend on what the contract is, but they, they take ownership of that digital piece. Now, yes, everybody can go and they can download that digital art, but there's only one owner of it, right? So as you can tell, like it, it really, ownership is really what the key principle of an NFT is. And, that, so and that's... And that's like the difference between having uh, the original Picasso or a poster of it on your wall. You might be satisfied exactly. with the poster, which is which is more or less the same, but it is not the original. Is what we're saying. It, ex exactly. You're not. So if you if you download that image and you put it on your computer, you're not recognized publicly as the owner of that piece, mm -hmm. right? If you own the NFT on the blockchain, then you are recognized publicly as own, as being the owner of that piece of art and with that comes value right um so that's how that's a digital art example right and there's you know there's many digital art examples that you know i would encourage people if they're interested in this to look up you know you've got um, um a, a project called crypto punks which is a digital mm -hmm. avatar project which is really interesting very cool and some of those sell now for i think the minimum price for a uh, for a CryptoPunk is something crazy now, like $150,000 wow. um, for, for that's like the lowest price. Um, so some of these digital pieces of art and the ownership that is attached to them via the NFT is um, very, very valuable to a lot of people. So, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of people that are, you know, trying to get into the NF space, NFT space right now and trying to take advantage of that um, in the digital art space. And it, and it's quickly becoming a little bit messy. Um, but you know, the, the true artists, it, like in any, it, like in any kind of art that is real world or digital, the true artists are the ones that kind of, you know, ring true in the end and, and see the value. So a little bit of a tangent there, but yeah, the, the important piece is that the NFT provides public ownership of, of that piece. If you own the NFT, right? So let's give another example. So we've got a music example here. Um, this picture on the screen, this is Kings of Leon. I'm sure a band that everybody is familiar with. Mm -hmm. I hear their sex is on fire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So Kings of Leon released a new album. And, you know, if me and you want to go and stream it, no problems. We can go and stream the album. Absolutely fine. Um, now, what they've done is they've been innovative in the music space and they've created a limited amount of nfts for the launch of their new album and these nfts give the purchasers of those nfts perks right so yes you know you purchase the nft and then you own the album right so it is just a, sorry just to jump in is the nft yeah. of the album itself so the NFT will be the contract of ownership of the album. I'm not, I'm not 100% certain on whether that gives them rights to the music or anything like that. I don't know the details of that. But do they, um, have, like a, do they have like an MP3 
that's also NFT'd as well on the on the tracks. Yeah. 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 So where so where this is more important, this this example is the perks that are attached to the NFTs, right? So they had multiple NFTs that were launched with their album, right? So you could you could purchase the NFTs and and there was three different types that you could purchase. There was one that was a special album package, right? So they included lots of special bonuses with um, with the album, lots of digital bonuses. Um, a second one, which is really cool, is that if you purchase this NFT um, with the, the album, you get front row seats for life at every wow. Kings of Leon um, gig that you attend. See, there's a lot of value in that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and these NFTs sold for, I think, like $50. So, you know, if you're a super fan, you want that, right? You, that's, there's a lot of value in there. Like, yes, you want the album. You want to purchase the album. You want to take part and support the, support the band. And you want to show that you have ownership of the album and you're not just streaming it from Spotify. Um, but you also get front row seats for life if you purchase that NFT. Incredibly valuable to somebody that is, uh, you know, a big Kings of Leon fan. And then there was another package that included, you know, exclusive audio visual art, like a moving album cover and stuff like that. Right. So you, you take ownership of that NFT. And again, you know, I could probably go and find that moving album cover GIF or whatever it is and download it. But yeah. just because I've downloaded it doesn't mean that I technically own it. So these NFTs provide these kind of perks that are being used in this example, which is incredibly valuable, right? So it layers on this, this, this extra value layer um, it, on top of just ownership as well, right? So having public ownership of these things. Because people want to see, people want to show that, you know, I'm an owner of this. Like it's a status thing, right? People want to say, I own this asset, especially when it comes to art. Art is a status thing, right? Or it's a store of value. There's an argue that argument there as well. But there, there is a there's a status thing of, of ownership that you that you want, right? And with this, they've kind of layered on top of that ownership um, the perks that you get for having these NFTs. Now, what the important thing here is that this is limited supply, right? So they sold these NFTs for two weeks and then they stopped making them. So now there is a limited supply of NFTs that give you front row seats to every Kings of Leon uh, concert for life and the special album packages and the audio visual art, right? So wh why is that important? Well, that adds scarcity to these assets, right? And it, like I mentioned earlier, it's an added value for fans. So, you know, it's worth paying more than just the album price because you get these extra perks, you get access to mm -hmm. these extra perks. So it's, it's added value for fans, um, collectors, people that like to collect stuff and also investors as well, right? Which is an important piece here. So it might not be, it might not be fans that are scooping these NFTs up. It might be people that, that are speculating on the future value of, of these front row seats to Kings of Leon uh, concerts in the future, right? It feels so, like this is going to be rife with scalpers taking these uh, NFTs. Potentially, you know, potentially. Market. So, um, yeah, it, you know, that is, that is a thing. You've got a lot of speculation in this space right now, right? Um, but yeah, the key thing here is like the scarcity that's, 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 that's created by having a limited supply. Just to, just to jump in again, because people are probably yeah. thinking, well, what, and I don't know if you might cover this or, or not, but like, what is to stop anyone from making more NFTs of, say, the album cover? Like, um, 
is there something in the code that will say we've done a run of 50, 100 or however many, uh, we actually, we're actually unable to do any more of the same type of NFT or is it just like a, a, a scout song yeah. that we won't make any more sort of thing? Yeah, so it's so the so there's a there's the tokens that are minted. So minted just means they've been created, right, mm -hmm. on the on the blockchain. So you have like a number of tokens, and each one of those tokens has a, a unique identifying code, right? Let's yep. just call it, you know, just to make it easier. Um, so each one of those has a unique ID. So when they stop minting that, there is a set of unique IDs that everybody knows, or you know, that they can use to then. Um, verify ownership, right? If you own one of these tokens that has this unique ID, then you are the owner of that uh, of that perk, right? Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Because if um, anybody else was to come along and then try and create more NFTs, then it would be a new run, right? It would. It, you, if you add one of fifty, they could make another fifty, but they'd be a completely separate set of nfts that are you asking if if kings of leon made another run is that what you mean or yeah so if someone got the front row seats perk and there was only 50 available right so it has a yeah. it has scarcity and it has a value there's is there anything stopping kings of leon for example just doubling the amount or tripling the amount of the same type of nft they could in theory i i assume make another they could do what they want yeah if they wanted to uh, okay well we want to give away another 50 front row seats for life like they could create and they could do that if they wanted to it's mm -hmm. up to them but you, you have to balance that out with okay well there's we've created an extremely valuable asset here in this nft um do we want to debase the value of that asset for the mm -hmm. fans and the collectors that have supported us and taken the leap on and joining us on this journey um to get a bit more cash for some new nfts right um it, it, that's totally up to them they can do that if they want to um, it, they might do this, they might do the same thing with another album launch right yeah, you know sure. it, so but it yeah, would be yeah. it might be different things so it'd be, it'd be a different run, even if it's like, even if the perks are the same, the actual, the run of the NFTs is different, right? So absolutely. Yeah. 100%. That's a really good point, actually. So like, you know, the, the, and there's also kind of like collector's value there, right? Because yeah. if you were the first to get the, you know, the first run of NFTs, you know, that's like having a first edition Pokemon card, right? It's yeah. like, oh, oh, I was in it from the beginning. You know, I got I, this NFT was the first one that was created. You know, it's like this trading cards type mentality that a lot of people have. So yeah, that yeah, that 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 was kind of, that's kind of answers my question. Then is like you could get the first edition run of NFTs, but the next, yeah. if they do another batch, it won't be first edition. Is is kind of yeah, what I'm saying. like you and it's not like they're listed as first edition. You know, it's not like they're listed as these are the first edition, but you can see that it is based yeah, off sure. of the block on because everything's public on the blockchain. Now, some people care about that and some people don't. Some people might just want the tickets to the to the gigs for mm -hmm. life. So they don't care whether it's first edition, second run, third run or whatever. But the super fans are the ones that care. Right. So you might have a super fan that um, missed out on that first run. And then that, you know, for them, the value of that is much more than the third run because they want to say that they've got ownership yeah. of the first run. Yeah. So it's absolutely. a really good point. And actually leads really nicely into this final point here, which is why is all of this important? Why are we talking about all this value that is created through these NFTs? And it's because of the secondary market opportunities that this opens up. So what we mean by secondary market is it means that you own this NFT now and it's yours to do whatever you want with, right? So on this, you, you can then 
take that and then you can sell it and trade it or you can do whatever you want with it, right? So there are platforms kind of like, if you, imagine you had a sports card or a Pokemon card and then you went to eBay and then you sold that card on eBay because it's a collector's item and people want it, right? That's the kind of current day version of this. But here you've got those NFTs that are incredibly valuable, you know, you pay, let's say you paid $50 for it, right? But you managed to get the, you know, you were lucky enough to get the front row seats to Kings of Leon NFT. Now, all NFTs are, sec are tradable. You can do what you want with them. You can't be locked down, right? So, um, so yeah, so you can then take that NFT that you paid $50 for and, you know, maybe you went to a couple of gigs and then you kind of get tired of Kings of Leon, right? Let's just say. So then you go to, to, a, to OpenSea, which is an NFT marketplace or Rarible, which is another one. And you can list that NFT on OpenSea. And maybe you bought it for $50, but you know that people are going to pay, you know, $200, $300 for it. So you can list it for $300. So it opens up these kind of like secondary market opportunities where um, the perks that are built into the NFT become more valuable than what you actually paid for it in the first place, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So, yes, there's value in, you know, and again, you know, you've got the value of the ownership or maybe there's value in this is the first run. This was the first run of NFTs that Kings of Leon did. So that's like, you know, that's valuable to people. It's why the crypto punks are so expensive. It's because it's, they're widely known as kind of like the first large NFT project on the blockchain. And people want to own that because it's the first project of NFTs of that kind. So, you know, the people all around the world, there's only 10,000 of those available. And there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that want to buy them. So mm -hmm. it pushes the price up because people want to own a part of that history. You know, so it, so this secondary market trading of um, NFTs is, is really, really important. Um, yeah. So I think that covers us for what an NFT is. Um, I pulled up some stats here because I just wanted to kind of just quickly go through how popular this is becoming and how much of a big deal this is becoming. So OpenSea, which is kind of like the eBay of NFTs, let's just say for, yeah. for, for ease of um, <clears throat> communication. Over the past 30 days, 30 days only, they've had $1.32 billion worth of transactions run through their platform. That means wow. that $1.32 billion worth of NFTs have been traded in the last 30 days. And that's up 940% than the previous day. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, which is insane, right? You know, this is becoming very, very popular. There is this, the, the um, I suppose the core principles behind what an NFT is, is resonating with a lot of people. Um, so yeah, it, it is, it's becoming ever growing in popularity and it will be, if you haven't already heard of NFTs, it will be all over the place at some point soon. And it's not just because of like these art pieces and the music pieces, but, um, as you'll see with what we're trying to do with my bricks, it, it actually allows you to create ownership of all different types of assets. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, I just wanted to pull up some of the, um, open sea stats cause I just found them you know, kind of mind blowing, really. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> so, I've, I've not seen those numbers before, but they're, they're, they're huge. Yeah. <laughs> huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 130,000 users in the past 30 days. Uh, 
which is up 175%, you know, 144 million transactions coming in at a volume, a value of uh, 1.32 billion, which is, you know, like I say, kind of crazy. Um, so by, if you want to look at the stats, if you, if you like to geek out on the, on the stats of this type of stuff, if you go to a, a website called DAP Radar, so D-A-P-P radar.io, you can take a look at more of this stuff. So I get a little bit technical here, but you know, we are here to geek out. I did say that on the, on the AMA. Um, hopefully everybody's following so far. So, so obviously, um, uh, this is what you're going to move on to next, but like, we've obviously just talking about, uh, images and music, I guess most people, at least, uh, as far as I'm aware, most people probably only do know NFTs as images if they know them at all. Right. So yeah. I guess that's what you're moving on to next, but like what, where do NFTs come in to, to my bricks? For us. Yeah. So let's cover that off. So like I was just kind of alluding to, and, and the key points of the examples that I've given are, you know, the, what are you really purchasing, right? You're not, yes, you're purchasing this. What's in the art example, you're purchasing this picture, right? But what you're really purchasing is ownership, public undeniable ownership of that picture, right? Yep. Everybody agrees that you have paid this amount of money because they can see it all on the blockchain and the artist and whoever was the creator of that, that asset has given you the permission to take ownership of it. That's what you're buying, right? And in the music example there, you know, what are you really buying? You're buying the perks that are attached to it, mm -hmm. right? Yes, you're buying the ownership as well. But, you know, you're layering on the perks as well there in terms of this NFT has this perk attached to it, right? And there's value that's added there. And again, it's all public on the blockchain, undeniable, right? So what are my BRICS NFTs then? So our NFTs, they don't, they don't look as pretty as a nice Beeple piece of art, <laughs> but essentially our NFTs are going to be contracts of ownership of the portfolios. Okay, so when we put together a property portfolio that is launched on the MyBricks platform, that will be then split out into a fr into fractional contracts of ownership. And I'll go through an example of the, a basic example of this in a minute. Um, now, each one of these contracts of ownership will be legally binding to the owner of that of that NFT. And that will bind them to ownership of the value of each, uh, the value of that portion of the portfolio and the yield generated within that portfolio, uh, well, from that portfolio and any other perks that we decide to lay on to the NFTs as well, which is where things get super interesting as if mm -hmm. the ownership of the asset and the yield wasn't interesting enough. So Hopefully that's clear, right? What we are selling here and what we what you can use your bricks to purchase when we launch the funds, uh, sorry, the, the portfolios on uh, the MyBricks platform is you can spend your bricks to purchase ownership, uh, contracts of ownership of the portfolio. Now, uh, just to, again, this is probably like a super basic question, um, but sure. and we've uh, looking at the examples that we've used with the the music and the images. When someone buys one of our MyBricks NFTs, what are they actually getting? Is it like a is it a PDF of the contract, and because they have it as an NFT, that is their acknowledgement of ownership, or or what is it? What is it? Yeah, good question. So essentially, 
you're purchasing a token that gets that gets dropped into or put into transacted to your crypto wallet address. Mm -hmm. So just like how you could go and buy one BRICS token, right? And you you would load up your crypto wallet and then yep. you would see that you've got one BRICS token in there. What will happen is, is we'll, you will get a token that represents the ownership of the asset, right? Now, there are things that we can do and the things that we're looking into right now is, yes, there's going to be a contract, right? There's going to be a legally binding yeah. contract and we're working with the solicitors to, to make that as, to make that legally binding. That's, that's obviously one of the key goals that we've got to achieve here. Um, so there will be a contract, right? There'll be a written up, drawn up contract that is signed by us and it's giving you ownership of, the, of that portion of the portfolio. We're working with Tech Alchemy right now to figure out what the best way of representing that on the blockchain is. It's very expensive to display images on the blockchain right now, but there are other ways that we can do it that we're working on um, that, that can be done via proxy or something along those lines. So I won't get too technical on that because we're still figuring out exactly how we do that right now, but that is something that we want to do, yes. But like I say, like what you're really buying is the contract of ownership and that and and the perks that come along with the NFT. Yes, we will try and put an image representation um, of that contract of ownership on the blockchain as well. It just depends on whether the tech allows us to do so. Um, at some point in the future, we will be able to because the, this all this technology is very new right now. So it's very expensive um, to list an image and host an image on the blockchain. So hopefully that, that technology becomes more available in the coming months and uh, we can we can line that up with launch. If not though, there will be other versions, other ways for you to see the contract and you know and and read it. And obviously you need to be able to see the contract. So so that we'll we'll figure that out. But yeah, that's what you get. And you're getting in your crypto wallet ownership, the NFT, the NFT ownership um of the portfolio giving you the, the the legal ownership of the, as I say, the value of the portfolio and the portion of the yield and any other perks that come along with the NFT. So why are we, why are we doing that? You know, why, why are we even bothering with all of this? And it's because it gives you all of the benefits of ownership without the hassle, right? So getting your name on deeds and land registry uh, documents is hassle, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to pay solicitors. You've got to go through the whole legal process. There's fees around every corner. What this allows us to do is contractually give you ownership of part of that portfolio so that you, 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 you have all of the benefits of ownership, but just without the hassle part of it. So you get the benefits of the, of the, um, the value of the asset, the underlying value of the asset and the appreciating value of the asset and the portion of the yield. And, the, and any other perks as well. The only difference is, is your name isn't on the deeds. Your name isn't on the land registry. That's the only difference. And that's where the hassle comes in, right? So that's and, how we're making this. And some people oh, would argue that that's technically not ownership, right? But like, we're correct me if I'm wrong, but we are, we're literally building the contract that says you do have ownership whilst your name isn't on the deed, like, like you're saying. Yeah. That's the only difference. You are, you will own. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some very nuanced differences, but essentially, if we can't make the contract legally binding so that we are saying you you 
all in effect own, you know, 1% or whatever percentage it is of this portfolio and the assets contained within it and the yield that is generated and the perks that we're attaching to this NFT. That's the whole point of this, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that is what we're doing. So yeah, if you, if you really care that much about having your name on the deeds, then we probably can't do that because that's where, um, that's where things get inefficient, right? And the yep. whole point of this is to create efficiencies using the blockchain. So what we're trying to provide you with is contractual ownership and all of the benefits of actual ownership through these blockchain NFTs. Um, so yeah, yeah makes sense. you know, in my, ex in my experience, most people want all of the benefits of ownership, <laughs> you know, like the, the value, but what's the, cause what's the point really in, in property investing, right? Unless you are buying a house to live in, like the benefit is the yield, the value uh, right, in the real world. They're the two things, right? You know, th mm -hmm. there's arguably other things as well, but they're the two main things that people care about is the value of the asset. I own a part of, you know, I've stored my value here and I'm, I'm making a bet that the value of that's going to go up or at least not go down over time. Um, and I want the yield from it as well. Mm -hmm. So we're giving you all of that contractually. Um, and also as well, like I say, and I've mentioned a couple of times here is because we're doing this via NFT, we also get to layer on perks as well. Yeah. So let's just go through a basic example, right? So let's say we have a portfolio of properties and we value them and we have them valued at 1.5 million. Right. And this portfolio contains, let's say, five properties, five, six properties. Now, we've done our calculations based off of the um, short term rental market data that we have access to. Um, we've, we, we will have obviously included with our property experts and we will come up with an expected yield for that property portfolio. In this example, let's just say it's 20 percent. I know that we have aspirations to make it more than that, but let's just say 20 percent for ease of math. All right. Yeah. So then what we do is we give all of those details on our website and we say, we're launching this portfolio. Here's all the details of the properties. You can see them all. This is the expected yield. This is the average occupancy rate in short in the short term rental market over the course of the year. We give you all the details so you can make your own decisions on whether that's something that you want to partake in or not. And then we launch the portfolio on the platform and we divide that into 3000 NFTs. Okay. Now, each NFT value in this example, we're going to say is the same, right? So if you divide 3,000 NFTs by 1.5 million, that makes one NFT worth, or the sales price of one NFT, 500 pounds, okay? Yep. And then if, if you have your yearly yield on top of that, 20% of that 500, 20% of that 500 pounds is 100, 100 pounds a year, right? So obviously I'm talking about if you buy, you know, one NFT here and I'm just giving you the, the, the numbers there. So where's the value here, right? Because obviously there's the, there's the yield, which is why most people invest in property and, they, and also the value of the underlying asset class. So if, you, if I just go back a step here, you know, the, the NFT is the value of the NFT because we've contractually given you ownership of the portfolio, of a portion of the portfolio, you own the value of that portfolio, right? So the, the, the value of the NFT is backed by the assets under management in that portfolio, mm -hmm. right? So it's backed by the value of the properties in the portfolio. 
then the yearly yield is a benefit for owning that, right? So you, you get yep. that on top. So let's say you come along and you purchase 10 NFTs for five grand, right? So on purchase, you paid five 5,000 pounds. At the end of year one, you've generated 20% yield, which is 6,000 pounds. Then a year two, 7,000 pounds, 8,000 pounds, et cetera, right? So you can see that that's the kind of stuff that you would, it's kind of like, and that's assuming that the value of the asset stays the same and the yield stays the same, right? If rent prices go up and we get more yield, then that yield value will go up. If the asset under management goes up as well, um, we can also layer that on. So pretty simple example, right? I'm keeping this super simple in terms of, you know, just demonstrating the value of your NFT and then the yield on top of it. So like your total value here after a few years, you can see is 8,000 pounds. Appreciate you keeping And that's that. interesting, right? That, that's interesting, but it's not yeah. that interesting, right? So um, yeah, well, how do know, we- it's, it's steady, steady returns. It's steady returns. And that's why people want to invest in property. And mm -hmm. um, the, way that, the, the way that we can make this more valuable is through the efficiencies that are, that are allowed to or given to us by the blockchain and NFT, right? So breaking down these barriers so that you can actually get into property investment is, is kind of the, the whole goal of this. So, you know, in this example, if I just go back quickly, you know, I've done this basic example and I've broken down one NFT, 3000 NFTs for this, this model, you know, one NFT is equal to 500 pounds just to keep the maths easy here. Yeah. But, you know, our goal is to get one NFT down to 10 pounds. You know, so sure. that's going to be something that we will work on. It's probably not going to come in the first portfolio. We might have to launch a few portfolios before we can get to that. Um, but that is the end goal, right? Because again, our end goal is making this accessible to everybody. Absolutely. Right? Um, so yeah, so that's just showing the value of the yield and the value of your, your NFTs. There's a combined value there over the course of a few years. Now, where is the additional value created for you? Let's say you purchased bricks now at one cent, right? A penny a brick. And then by the time, you know, six, uh, sorry, nine to 12 months time, when we actually launch this, the price of bricks, because we're continually providing upwards pressure on the, on the price of bricks by developing the platform, you know, and, and showing the progress and, getting people excited about this whole project, the demand for bricks goes up. So you can imagine if you've, if you've purchased, you know, five grand's worth of bricks today in nine to 12 months time when they're potentially, and this is total speculation, guys, this is not a price prediction, but let's say they're worth a pound a brick, right? Here we go. <laughs> You're then able to invest in property and in a lot of property at an extremely low price, mm -hmm. right? You got in very early um, and yeah, the value of your, as the value of bricks goes up, you're actually technically getting discount on the NFTs, right? So you can, you can see that clearly. So there's additional value in the appreciation of the properties in the portfolio as well, because let's say that when we launch this portfolio, it's worth, you know, we have it valued at 1.5 million. Now, obviously property, the reason why people like to invest in property is that generally it's generally considered a very secure long-term investment, right? The pr price only prices, ever goes up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Property prices tend to go up. Yes. You have market crashes every now and then and mm -hmm. bubbles burst, but over a longer, longish period of time, 
the trend is always upwards, right? I, this is not financial advice, but you guys get the idea, right? So um, as the appreciation of the properties in the portfolio go up, so does the baseline value of your NFT. So you might have purchased those 10 NFTs for um, 5,000 pounds, but just for ease of maths here, guys, let's say after five years, the, pr the price of the, well, the value of that portfolio went up 50%, then the baseline asset value of your NFTs has now gone up to seven and a half thousand pounds, right? So, because it's always backed by the actual assets under management, like the value of the assets. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that is another way that value gets added on top of this. Then we have unique NFT perks, which I've mentioned a few times. I'm not going into details in because this is something that we are very excited about. And this is something that we are putting a lot of effort into making these perks as high value as possible that we can layer into these NFTs as well, right? So, um, and they can have varying degrees of rarity. So one thing that we're playing with right now and we're figuring out the model behind this and it works um, is let's say, for example, the initial... Uh, let's say we have MyBricks London, right? A MyBricks London portfolio, or I think as somebody mentioned in the AMA the other day, MyBricks Milan, <laughs> right? In the future, that this, this MyBricks Milan portfolio. <laughs> when you buy an NFT, what we can do is we can layer in um, a perk on there, which gives you discounted rates for a certain amount of nights in a year at all of the properties in that portfolio. So for example, there might be gold NFTs in that portfolio, silver NFTs in that portfolio and bronze NFTs in that portfolio. And if you pick up a gold one and there might only be 50 out of 3000. So the rarity of that is very, is very high. Um, but if you pick up a gold one, you get 50% off for seven nights as an example, right? So you can go and stay in Milan for seven nights for a probably much cheaper in it than you know, then you would be able to usually. Now there's value in that, right? And, and, and some people care about that and some people don't. Some people just want the value of the property and some people want the value of the yield. That has value in itself, right? Um, but if we layer on these kind of like unique perks and we make them scarce and rare, that also adds value to the NFTs as well. So by the time you get to the secondary market value of these NFTs, and again, you might have purchased these NFTs for 5,000 pounds, right? At the time of, of purchase, you might have only paid 500 pounds for the bricks that you use to purchase those 5,000 pounds mm -hmm. worth of NFTs, right? This is totally speculation right now, guys. This, so, you know, but bear with me, you get the idea. So you might've paid 500 pounds for some bricks because you got in early that turned into 5,000 pounds um, on the launch of the portfolio. You use that 5,000 pounds to, you, well, you use that, those bricks to purchase, you know, those NFTs, and then over three years, you've made a decent amount of yield back. And you think, actually, I need to sell this NFT. I need the money. I don't know. I'm going to go and buy um, a camper van or whatever it is, right? Whatever, whatever you're into. A boat. Going um, camping soon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just top of mind. That was all. Um, so you might want to sell that NFT. Now, you do your diligence and you realize, well, actually, I've logged into my Bricks platform. And I, the latest valuation on my portfolio the NFTs is they actually the, the the value of that has gone up twenty percent in the last year or year year or two, so you can now add twenty percent onto the value of the five thousand that you purchased, right? So then you can take those NFTs and you can list them, 
and the perks that come along with that. Maybe you got a gold NFT as well when you took part. So actually, maybe you're listing this for 7,000, 8,000, whatever. And you can actually put them in as a, an auction with a minimum price on these secondary markets. So you can let people bid it out. Because if there's only gold, if there's only 50 gold and people want access to those properties in Milan and that's value to them, then they might be willing to pay a lot more. So again, the perks are unique. We're playing with a lot of different ideas right now, but I just wanted to give you a simple example. Um, so these NFTs become or could become very valuable on the secondary market. Now, this obviously comes down to us doing a good job of this, right? Mm -hmm. Which is how it should be. So we have to make sure that we provide good yield for the portfolios. We have to make sure we select the right properties so that we they appreciate in value over time. Uh, we have to make sure we do the right renovation work on those properties, which is the which is our you know our unique position here with the background that we've got. We have to make sure that the perks are interesting so that they add value and you know there's a scarce amount of them. So this becomes very, very interesting. And this is the reason why I'm, you, you can probably tell I'm very, very excited about this because um, mm -hmm. nobody else is doing this right now. Um, yes, NFTs are being used in the property space, but in different ways. Um, so this is super exciting. And um, I, I can't wait until we launch our per first portfolio. Um, and yeah, we're kind of all steam ahead to make this reality with our tech partners, Tech Alchemy. Um, so that's it, really. That's that's kind of all of the what is an NFT? What are we doing with NFTs at MyBricks and how all of that works? Now, there are details that we will be going into next week, I think, on Tuesday, just to timestamp this episode. We're on Friday, the 20th, 20th of August right now. Um, so on Tuesday, when we do another live AMA, we'll be going into the details of, um, okay, well, how does my bricks get turned into NFTs and how does all that work, right? So we'll, we'll yeah. cover that off next week. Um, but I think that's enough for this podcast because I just wanted to give, I know there's a lot of people in the community that don't really understand what an NFT is. A lot of people all around, most people all around the world don't really understand what an NFT is. And I just wanted to try and make it as clear as possible in terms of what we're trying to achieve here and the value that we're trying to add by using this technology on an already um, highly valuable asset class. You know, we want to layer on these efficiencies and additional benefits that you can get by using this technology. So, so yeah, that's it. Do you want to, thank you. Stop sharing your screen. Uh, I, I think we should, to be honest, we should wrap it up here, mate, because I think that was probably quite a lot of information for people to take on board. If they want to get an update on everything that's been happening with uh, MyBricks over the past couple of weeks, we obviously did an AMA on Tuesday. The audio for that is on the podcast feeds if you want to listen to it. And it's also live on YouTube as well. So go and watch that. That was our fourth AMA that we did. Um, yeah. It's got all the information, all the meat on the bone, uh, as they say. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, I like I say, I'm, I'm aware of NFTs. I know it all. Uh, well, I say I know it all. I know of it all, but I guess more of the application. Um, it's really interesting because the default is like images and music and stuff like this, right? So it's, it's really interesting to like to use um, an NFT in this way. Um, and it'll be interesting to see yeah. actually in the application as well. Um, yeah, th there's this is happening right um and it's not just happening with the property space it's happening with 
the token the, the term is the tokenization of everything right um there is the tokenization of everything is coming and um we're going to be the ones that do this for the property space so um yeah it's definitely an exciting journey to be on i'm super excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about this um so yeah uh, hopefully you guys can tell that i hope this wasn't too much of a barrage of information um but yeah if there's anybody that's got any questions or anything feel free to jump in discord yeah. um and i think we've also got a facebook group set up now as well so if, you, if you're a facebooker you don't like discord and you don't you don't know what telegram is you know jump on facebook and um search for my bricks in the groups you should find a my bricks group i know danny is setting that up today i think right yeah, so by the time um, this is live the group should also be live if i'm not mistaken so yeah yeah should over be. to facey b and uh join the group <laughs> Yeah, you can ask questions in there or you can jump in Discord where we're all very active as well. Uh, also Telegram. So whichever is your preferred communication method. Um, but don't forget as well, if you like this podcast to rate it on your podcast player of choice. We're trying to get mm -hmm. some ratings in now so that we can get on the new and noteworthy section of the podcast player, which would spread the word of my bricks to more and more people. So yeah, so yeah yes, if you are... Uh, front page for investing and gets it out to the world uh yeah because hey who wouldn't want to get on this uh this train <laughs> <laughs> this tokenization train <laughs> that's it awesome we will leave it there mate uh and hopefully we'll uh see and speak to you guys very soon so until next time cheers guys mm -hmm.